allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? Know that you are blessed. I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best. And I hope that you choose your own religion. What's going on, sinners and choosers? Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. Uh, my name is Joe, and uh, welcome back. If you're coming back to us, uh, if this is your first time tuning in, this is the show about our religious stuff we, we had as kids. For me, I was a preacher's kid of a Presbyterian minister, a uh, great guy, still still fond of him, uh, not necessarily following under his umbrella, but still a great, cool dad. And uh, it's also talking about where, where we're going now, where what kind of spirituality, or in uh, the case of today's episode, what kind of skepticism we have. What are we prioritizing? And for some of us, it is uh, it is rationality. I think a lot of us want to believe we we prioritize rationality, and uh, this is an, an interesting episode exploring that concept. And I'm so happy to have Luke Jensen on the show. We we discovered on the course of this, Luke grew up uh, Lutheran, so he didn't grow up exactly as me. And, and Lutherans are the uh, they're the OG protestants right and when we just discovered as you'll hear like we had very eerily similar paths to get to la to do comedy coming from our sort of religion and then our our sort of our default life options that we had and well this show is about not just doing the default shit but about choosing your own thing and uh no rambling preamble on this episode from me. If you want to check out some of my rants, uh, I did one for Easter Sunday last week that you can check out. Maybe I'll do more in the future. If you like this show, I don't know how you're consuming it, but uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher. You can go to chooseyourownreligion.com. Thank you to Das Fiesta for leaving a review recently. And uh, it was really sweet and touching. I would love to hear any more reviews anybody has it's really cool making internet friends. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, onto the show, uh, for more Luke Jensen, uh, he, he has a podcast on documentaries that we talk about where everybody, you watch a documentary and then talk about the documentary. It's called, what did you learn? He co-hosts it with Monica Scott. Uh, it's also on iTunes and Stitcher you should, uh, search for that. And he's also part of a great sketch team called hush money, which, uh, I have the links in the description, but they're on YouTube and funny or die. If you just Google hush money, uh, lots of good shit there. And, uh, that's it y'all. Please welcome Luke Jensen, and please prepare yourself to hear the rule of Jah. So we're in it now. We're in it now. Okay, I mean, great. Let's say worst case scenario, you drop just some kind of truth bomb you weren't ready to drop in the next 30 seconds. We'll just bump it 30 seconds later. Look, I watched Inside Geist a week ago, so. <laughs> is, is that for part of your podcast? It was, yeah. 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 So tell me, tell me what made you want, it's called, tell me, okay, it's called, what did you learn, right? Yeah. Which, when I hear that, I hear the, I hear it in like a, a teacher voice, like, <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> like a kid that got in trouble, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, what, what what inspired you to do one about documentaries? Uh, well, it's actually it was uh, Monica's idea. Okay. Uh, Monica Scott, mm-hmm. uh, my mortal enemy, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> uh, who I do a podcast with. Um, and to, to her, she was she was just saying that it like if she ever watches a, a documentary that she's really excited about, anytime she tries to convey that excitement to somebody and like tell them what it's about. Yeah, it just ends up in like a stupid, like a muddled mess of like, just fucking watch it. I don't know, it's good. Like, ah, I can't yeah. say it, but especially I feel like if it's like a, I don't, I mean, I haven't heard, I haven't been on the receiving end of any of that, but I feel mm-hmm. like if I try to explain, like, especially if it's about a conspiracy theory type thing, or it's like something that challenges like cultural wisdom, mm-hmm. you like get really defensive and like trying to over-explain all the evidence there is. Yeah. Like no 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 the the Loch Ness monster it is real <laughs> yeah. like they have the footage yeah <laughs> right yeah. Uh, so yeah it was it was her idea and then uh, she said hey do you want to do this with me and I was like yeah let's do it yeah and, uh, and then we started doing that so. what's uh, what's your favorite one you watched so far My, uh, on on the of the favorite documentary or at least on the sh- for the show for the show um, or in general either way okay uh, one that we're recording later today. That we haven't even done the episode for yet. Uh-huh. But that I love the documentary is uh, an honest liar. Who? Uh, huh. I haven't heard of that one. What, what's it about? It's about uh, James Randi. Do you know James Randi? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, basically like uh, this sort of almost like Houdini version 2.0. Oh, you know, I think I maybe have heard of this guy. He's like a social psych like it's got a lot of like social psychology type stuff, right? Uh, kind of, but he, he like he he started his career as a magician and an escape artist and he uh-huh. did that and he got like pretty famous doing that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um and then he uh has since like the last 30 40 years or whatever really dedicated his life to more to like debunking people who claim that they really have these powers. Oh, okay. So basically like the same arc of Houdini who who did oh, I wasn't that. aware about that about Houdini either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later later in life he ended up doing a lot of like debunking people of like you guys, I I do this professionally. <laughs> I see what he's doing to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, revealing their tricks, but yeah, uh James Randi had, like, a lot of high-profile ones, like uh-huh. publicly exposing uh, Peter Popoff uh, on on the, on the Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. Um, he was, like, a, an evangelist. This ties in. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He was, a, like, a huge televangelist uh-huh. making, like, millions and millions of dollars. Right. Like a good servant of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, as any good servant of the Lord does. And then uh, uh, he brought in uh, a private investigator because what he what his suspicion was is like uh, he and and this this other guy this other magician uh, Banachek mm-hmm. is the guy that's his performance name anyway mm-hmm. uh, they went in and they were watching this guy because they're like I mean he clearly doesn't have these powers so they're trying to figure out what happened and then uh, Banachek looks at the guy and then he turns to James Randi and he said you know for a guy that can heal people miraculously with the power of the Lord why is he wearing a hearing aid? And they were like, oh, <laughs> he's getting radio transmissions. Yeah. And so then they brought in, like, this private investigator. Oh, Who brought shit. in, like, his scanner, and, like, he, like, got in backstage and stuff. 
and he found the frequency that Peter Popoff's wife was broadcasting to him from. Oh, wow. And it turns out, you know, people would, like, fill out their prayer cards, like, out in the lobby or whatever. Yeah. And that had all of their information on it. Oh, my God. So his God. wife was just reading the prayer cards and broadcasting it to him, so it looked like he miraculously knew, every like, everybody's stories. Holy shit. That's like a sociopathic Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then and then uh, James Randi went on uh, Johnny Carson, and then he, he was just showing this footage of Peter Popoff uh, supposedly miraculously healing people. Yeah. And he says, all right, now let's watch this footage with the, with the audio that we recorded. Uh-huh. And it just it just has his wife like speaking to him. Oh my god! How yeah. have I never seen this before? That sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, what is what is like the what is, what kind of healing does it look like? Like what's happening? Like I mean, it's like oh, you're in you're depressed, and I know the right thing to cheer you up. No, no, no. I mean, it's like the classic uh, you know high energy laying of the hands of. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like screaming and uh, oh, you can't walk. You are now healed. And like this guy's like kind of hobbling along. He's like, oh my god, I'm walking. And it's wow, like, power of the placebo I guess, effect, I guess. Or uh, probably just the power of adrenaline. And it's you know, like an hour <laughs> later, you probably can't walk anymore. You know. Oh, that's interesting to think about. Like, like if you are, if you are like, let's or, say, or it was like a guy who's like, oh, I'm finally walking pain free. And it's like adrenaline can mask pain for a while. Yeah, that's that's interesting thinking about what is happening if you are in that audience, like this this hobbled guy, and you are in legit physical pain, but then you also legit believe that you're about to be healed. I guess it is like adrenaline that's like lets you move. And then, it's so weird yeah, to, to and, like imagine being that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you know, adrenaline. It's just like a, a, a mom pulling a car off their kid or something. You know. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a hypnosis type thing. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, people who fall under hypnosis. Have you ever fallen under hypnosis? No. No, I haven't either. But apparently it's I'm like... just too strong for it. <laughs> oh, have they tried? They have tried. Yeah, every day they try to get me. <laughs> but uh, you have to, like, part of it, I think, is uh, what I've heard is, like, they hypnotists, like, select people who are already willing and primed, ready to believe. And it's like, that. They that's sort of like 50% of the battle is just somebody who like wants to believe. Yeah. 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 I've seen like a, a stage hypnosis show before uh-huh. and that was uh, like, it was like welcome weekend to like freshman year of college or something. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it was just like an entertainment thing. Um, yeah. But they would pull up 10, 12 people and then try to just, and it's like whoever just didn't fall under it, they were just like, all right, you can go back down. And, you know, cause <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's just not going to work all the time. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I, it's like, it's almost like, uh, this, uh, this, this guy, Peter Popoff, like if yeah. he is a, basically a hypnotist who's trying to tell you that it's holy, but yeah. he's doing like hypnotizing. Yeah. You know, if, if only yeah. we could just be like, Hey, everybody, <sighs> like, I'm just gonna, this is just play. I'm just going to play heal you. But like, you know, you you could be healed if you like really believe it, right? <laughs> For an hour, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm, but it's like, but also a lot of it when you're watching it is like he's he's doing things like, and God is burning the tumors out of your kidneys, and it's like, but he's not, he's not <laughs> doing that, and it's dangerous for you to say that he is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it's. It's so weird to to me thinking about yeah the power of just belief in and of itself even belief that we know contradicts facts and yet has some kind of effect. Now mm-hmm. you grew up so you didn't grow up in that kind of like evangelical church, did you? No, I I grew up uh, Lutheran, which is sort of sort of like the tab cola of religion. <laughs> it's just 
Uh, yeah, it's maybe Tab Cola, maybe like, uh, oh, what's, I don't know. It's like, it's classic. It's certainly classic. It's Isn't the original Protestant? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that adds up. Martin yeah. Luther, Lutheranism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's certainly, uh, at least my brand of it growing up is certainly much more watered down than Martin <laughs> Luther was. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you also go to like a Lutheran high school? I, I did. That? I went yeah. to a Lutheran high school and middle school, so seven years. What uh, now? I've heard I've had a lot of people on the show in the that have been in Catholic schools. I'm just curious if what is like how much uh, of religion is involved in like how much Lutheranism is in right. a Lutheran high school? Uh, well, we had chapel every day, mm-hmm. uh, which it wasn't that long. It was like I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes, and then just in and out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just... take attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? All right, great. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, every couple of weeks, we would have uh, what we called a C schedule, which was like an hour-long chapel, mm. and then all of the classes were like five or ten minutes shorter. Gotcha. And um, are most people there, uh, are, are we, is it mostly kids that are like with Lutheran parents or is it a mix of like some people who are just like, oh, is this a good school? So we'll like send you there type thing or? Uh, yeah. The reason I went is because, uh, well, my brother and I both went through public elementary school and that was fine. And mm-hmm. then my brother went to a public, the public middle school for a year and he just hated it and it was like a terrible experience. Huh. So then that's when my parents sent him to that school. Mm-hmm. And then for me, they were like, I don't know, maybe it'd be fine, but we're just going to send you to the school. Cause yeah. It seems, it seems better. Better. Yeah. Uh, so we had chapel every day. Um, we had religion class, but that seemed like pretty soft. It was sort of almost <laughs> like Sunday school type shit. Like, it wasn't like religious. Oh, and they're like just lob- lobbing you like spiritual softballs. Like, it was a lot of. You yeah. should love each other, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of. Uh, yeah. I feel like every now and then, like once a year, they would try to get into something that felt deep, but then they would just address it at a very surface level oh yeah you know of like why is there suffering in the world and it's like because god's a mystery and it's like oh great we didn't really yeah did you did you go to youth group on top of this like a separate youth group or anything or not really i mean i did you know like the confirmation stuff for a few years and gotcha confirmed because i just remember i i did youth group i didn't go i went to public schools um and my my dad was a pastor so i got a lot of a lot of jesus in any way but Mm -hmm. uh I, oh, do. I did. A, I did a couple mission trips too. Oh, cool! Yeah, I did as well back in the day. Yeah, but I remember like yeah, every now and then you'd have a lesson that would sort of push the boundary. Like maybe it'd be like a little more hippy dippy, like mystical like type stuff, which I'm into. But like you could always feel a little bit of resistance from like <laughs> other people. Like come, come on, let's yeah. go back to the easy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like some people are not in. Some people in youth group, and I'm sure the same in like a Lutheran high school, they're not in it to get deep into God. Like they right. don't want that. Right. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people just wanted the. I'd say uh, myself too for a while until I actually sat down and really considered my thoughts on everything. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't until like late college. Huh. Um. But yeah, I'd say for myself too. Like in high school. Uh. 
it was just, you know, that's what I was born into. So it's like, does God exist? Yeah, of course God sure, exists. Right. Yeah, it's not a question. And is your parents the, were on that same vein, too? Were they, they Lutheran or? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, both still Lutheran. I'm, I'm curious, like, what their actual beliefs are. I don't know. Maybe I need to, like, actually talk to them about it. Yeah, I don't. But also, like, when I see them, like, four days a year, it's like... Am I going to dedicate that much time to this? Totally, man. I feel, I mean, honestly, I feel the same way with my parents. And uh, it's despite, I don't know, I guess they can listen to this podcast if they <laughs> want to check in on what I think. Um, it, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, so you, so it was, you said late in college is when you started. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like a specific moment or like, was it just a slow decline into <laughs> to hedonism? Uh, it was senior year. I remember the very start of it, this is tying all full circle, was my brother was just like, hey, have you seen, like, this, uh, you just, like, showed me, like, a YouTube video. He's like, I don't know, it's like, this fucking cool old guy, and I just, like, like this speech that he gave, or, like, this yeah. presentation, or whatever. Yeah. And it was James Randi, and I'd never heard of James Randi before. Oh. Um, and he's not, like, necessarily an outspoken, like, atheism or anything like that, but that ends up tying in quite a bit with like scientific skepticism and debunking kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, so it's, he wasn't necessarily talking about that, but he was, I think, talking about, you know, like homeopathy is nonsense and like probably anti-vaxxers and like other sorts of urban legends and stuff that that uh, people believe in that, that he was just, you know, explaining sort of like the this is kind of why people believe it but this is also why it's it's lame yeah clearly like (laughs) manufactured by people and not true yeah and then I started like getting into more of that type of world outside of just him Mm, yeah like listening to podcasts and stuff and then more of those people were sort of touching on atheism yeah yeah and then that's when I was and then for a while I was like, okay, no, 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 I'm into all this other stuff, but you know, I'm st- I'm still Christian. And then after a while, I was like, but why is that the one thing that is like mm. exempted from this? Yeah. Why is that the one thing that's exempted from this critical thought that I like to put into everything else? You know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <clears throat> and so then, um, I think my thought process was one that was sort of a very, that's a very classic one for uh, apostates, uh, (laughs) which was just that, like, the only reason I'm Christian is because I was born to these people at this time in this place. Mm -hmm. If I was born in the Middle East, I'd be Muslim. Right. If I was born in India, I might be Hindu. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then to me, it was like, okay, so I don't have a good reason to be Christian. Yeah, man. And... If I'm not Christian, I don't have a better reason to be another religion. Yeah. And that was, I think, the most convincing thing to me. Mm-hmm. More so than, I think, the other classic thing, which is, if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, I don't know, you know, all that. Problem of evil. Right. The yeah. problem of evil. Because that's sort of, you know, like a philosophical thing, whereas, like, the one, to me, of, like, being born at a certain time in a certain place is, like, very concrete of, like, this is so just, like... A product of my environment mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily rooted in any good reason for me to believe this dude that was like that's very 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 similar to how I've, i i just remember having those same exact thoughts i mean i studied the bible in college like for like the old testament in the fall 
New Testament in the spring of my like uh, sophomore year, I believe. Yeah, and I remember having a feeling like, oh right, now that I realize that this is, or like I'm learning about like the uh, the history of the document that is the Bible and like all the political type of edits and redactions and things left out and mm-hmm. the that like it was first like the first the earliest gospels written like 30 years after jesus died that type of thing and just realizing you know even if a lot of it's true it's probably not all literally true and uh i don't know i just i just i remember feeling like yeah there's no i've just done this by default Mm -hmm. can i ask you a question yeah uh do you believe that jesus was a historical figure i think so yeah Mm -hmm. i mean I think I know a lot of people feel very strongly that yes, and some people feel strongly no. I right. I tend to think he definitely he was a figure, mm-hmm. and uh, probably a great mystic like of his time of like a basic. I mean, essentially, he's a Jewish mystic. If if you believe in a literal, or if you believe in the historical figure of Jesus, he was just a a Jew that was like no, we're all we are all one. In my opinion, I I you know and I've. There's some people that have, uh, I don't know, I've gone down a lot of rabbit holes with this before and, and believe different things, but uh, I remember Alan Watts, who's uh, is a great kind of Eastern um, historian, Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy historian, talked about how the language in, um, in some of, in one of Jesus's like teachings in the Bible, it was like the Greek, when he calls himself like the son of God, it could also be interpreted to say, I am a son of God. And so you are all also children of God and not in the sense that he's like, he's not some special exalted figure. He wasn't maybe even trying to say that himself. He was just trying to say like, no, we are all children of the same divine source. Right. And he's like, it's Bob. He probably used father in quotation marks too, like in air quotes, (laughs) you know, my father, Father. (laughs) you know, that's how I, I like to think he did it as an Austin Powers impression. (laughs) My (laughs) Faja, my (laughs) Faja. And everyone was like, we don't know what that is yet. (laughs) He's like, he's like doing Borat and shit. That's what I like to think Jesus was. Just a long Borat impersonation. It's actually like a lot of like late 90s early 2000s comedy references yeah oh it's actually it's... <laughs> he did like the the family guy peter griffin like ah, <laughs> ah like jesus was just way into that maybe yeah that sasha baron cohen he's actually 2000 plus years old this is the <laughs> longest con yeah <laughs> um i don't know but what do you think um this is well this is also part of zeitgeist which uh Tom Sibley was our guest, and I think that was the perfect because he's like the kind of guy that he's way into that movie, uh-huh. and I am like way the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to me, like the whole first third of that movie basically is about the Christ myth theory, mm-hmm. and to me that is like the most plausible thing that he talks about. I don't know. In the way that, like, I just, I don't know, I haven't put the time in to, like, research it really yet. Like, I do have this book called The Case for Christ, which basically lays out the argument. You've heard of it or read it? No. no. Okay. Um, Basically just, like, lays out the the case for why Jesus did exist. 
and then I was gonna like get a book that's the opposite and just like read them both and be like, well, you know, consider both. But I just haven't gotten around to doing that yet. Sure, I just yeah. bought one half of the two books and read neither. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> Sounds like my uh, average Amazon uh, yeah, <laughs> purchasing experience. Yeah. Um, it seems like the most plausible thing that they discuss in that movie of conspiracy theories that uh-huh. just ugh, I don't know but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean it, it would seem plausible that like you know they discuss that uh, like the story of Jesus like elements of it have been seen in religions before and right. like it it, right. it makes sense to me that a religion at a certain time in a certain place would be influenced by other religions that exist in that time and place. And I, totally, totally. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Jesus didn't exist. Right. They could have just added on these little traditions, these little stories onto this right. existing, the guy they, they know was real. Right. Because those were cultural ex- like traditions that existed. And then, like you were talking about, like how the Gospels didn't get written until decades like, after he died, mostly. Yeah, yeah. That, like... You, they probably just could have just snuck their way into that story totally you know? through oral tradition and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and like just from the, the like vaguely scanning the wikipedia about the christ myth theory it sort of sounds like the the idea that jesus didn't exist is more of an outlier to biblical scholars. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, to me, like, I, don't, I you know, obviously, you don't want to just accept somebody on an argument of authority, but but having not done the research myself, I'm right. more likely to defer to the general consensus of the experts. Well, and, and that's one thing is like I took the the class I took my uh, religious studies class from is uh, <clears throat> taught by this guy, Doctor Bart Ehrman, who's uh been on Daily Show and stuff. He's kind of, he's been on like oh, his history I have like channel. Three of his books. Yeah, you know, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. a great professor. Really nice guy too. Um, and he his story for those of you who don't know is he's uh he's evangelical for like he's an evangelical pastor. Went to like Wheaton College, is a very uh, Christian college in Chicago. Um, for to, to become minister, and then he sort of came to a similar conclusion when he started studying the history of the Bible. And uh, but he's married to an Episcopalian, and mm-hmm. they're like another professor who he's like she's smarter than me. And but he's like he tends to be an atheist, like agnostic type guy. But like so he has every reason to be like yeah, G- the historical Jesus definitely didn't exist. But he says all the evidence sort of does point towards there being a historical Jesus, mm-hmm. and that yeah maybe. You know, if you're like trying to sell your new religion, your new hip religion, maybe you add a couple of more, you add a little more color to the stories. You add maybe some, maybe you tie in some stuff that you know has worked in other religions. Right. Yeah. Because it also like just that, like tying in those things to this religion, to me also makes sense that like when you're trying to sell this religion as a new religion to other people. Yeah. That it would make those people feel more comfortable if they recognize things from their other religions that they're right. converting from, you know? Totally. And, you know, this is like, and some people, I think there's like, I don't know, coming from more or less believing in the literal truth of the Bible, not 100%, but more or less, I, I believe that for a long time. I think that's what, like, when I first felt that that maybe it wasn't literally true, that's when you feel, I don't know, I felt like betrayed a little bit or felt like. Oh, I just been living a lie type deal. But now I don't know. Even if it's not literally true, I think it's like a good, just like a good fiction story. There's truth in fiction mm-hmm. that 
it doesn't mean it has to be real. And maybe like that's if it's if we needed to get some window dressing to get these ideas off the ground, these great ideas of no love your neighbor regardless, love your enemy too, love everybody, be generous, you know, like be like a child, don't be like a fucking stuck up, <laughs> like yeah. holier than thou person. All of that, and then also let's just tack on revelations just for fun, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Well, that's the other. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> but no, no, I know what you I'm mean. I'm not going to defend all of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you if we need to get the idea of Jesus off the ground to, as a legitimate movement, because apparently he, I don't know, even I, I think even a lot of Christians. And like Christian historian, the Christian authors would say like Jesus wasn't like so super popular even while he was alive. It wasn't until after it. Like yeah, he had like big speeches to some mm-hmm. other like Galileans and whatnot. But like he wasn't like regionally known. Like nobody knew who he was. Oh, sort of the uh, the Bill Hicks of religion, if you will. Yeah, kind of right. <laughs> the Bill Hicks of Judaism. Because remember, yeah. he's like telling. Bas- he's basically calling out like all the Jewish like leaders and powerful people, being like, "No, you guys are full of shit. Yeah. You're trying to control things, and uh, none of that matters. You don't have to do like you don't have to be so uptight. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're all gonna be fine." He also there's also like some. However, like Revelations and uh, I think the Gospel of John tends to be the most like of the apocalypse is coming. There is a lot of apocalyptic overtones that maybe Jesus did, the historical Jesus maybe have said too, like, oh no, this is, the end times are kind of near, so don't worry about what the Romans are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought the most shocking part of John was when Jesus said, I am white with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Big fan of that part. Yeah. And uh, I will often hold my hands up <laughs> yeah. to the side. Yeah. Maybe Jesus was just like a big hand talker. Like, <laughs> he just gesticulated a lot. So it's like, no, um, see, look, it's, we just, oh man, the, talk about a, a bit that doesn't work <laughs> in the podcast medium. Um, I'm flailing my hands for those at home. Um, so, did you, <laughs> he's very Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of was. Yeah. Just kind of one note, like revolutionary. Yeah. yeah. With lots of hands and like hair flying all over. Yeah. And theoretically, the people in the the, the Pharisees couldn't like at first like say that much about him. Because like, well, he's, 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 still a, he's still a good Jew. Yeah. Yeah. He's still a good Democrat or whatever, like Bernie. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, the establishment gets their way. Oh, something I thought of uh, that uh, we're talking about, like, Jesus and Jesus, uh, possibly, like, the the translation kind of messing up him just saying, like, I am one of God's sons or something. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was very interesting, and I never totally could wrap my head around it uh, when I was Christian of when Jesus is uh, in front of Pontius Pilate Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Pontius Pilate is saying, you know, like, the... Uh, you are the son of God. And like, Jesus will never just straight up say it. Right. He never does. He never will just say, yeah, yes, I am. I am the one. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. And it's, it's always just like, like sort of, uh, you are who says it. And he like, he just doesn't (laughs) deny it. Right. If you say so. Yeah. 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 Or he asks another question back. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's very good at that. I always thought that was, I never could wrap my mind around what was going on there? Yeah, really. like why would he not say it? I'm trying to even think of what the like the church's sort of given reason for that is. I don't even. Remember. That's an interesting like little spot. I have mm-hmm. to look that up. Like, huh? Because it seems like you would be like if you look at like Islam, like Muhammad. I'm 
maybe maybe I'm speaking way out of turn here because <laughs> I don't know firsthand. I have a you, I have a copy of the Quran, Quran but yeah. I, I haven't read it. Um, I've read like the first thirty pages. Okay, another Amazon purchase that I was like, man, I, I will get through it one day. Um, but I'm pretty sure I feel like there, there's like Muhammad didn't deny being a messenger of God. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, no, I'm speaking. I know that I know that part of the Quran. It's like it's all like his literal like translation of like things that he said and written like had been wrote somebody else is gonna be like no it wasn't yeah. <laughs> but it, or like i don't know it just seems like it does seem odd for a messiah to be like mm, maybe i don't know maybe maybe yes maybe no <laughs> interesting perspective <laughs> yeah right um so with so you did when you started or when you started stopping <laughs> believing in yeah, god sure was there, I mean, was there friction with uh, your family at all, or is it... Uh, I haven't talked to any of my family except my brother about it. Uh-huh. And he also has uh, left the church, if mm. you will. Sure, yeah. And at this point, it's like, my grandparents are like 89 and like 86. It's like, I think I can just like... Run the clock out? Run the clock out on <laughs> oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it's, mean, you know, uh, no, I totally get it. I, I feel very uncomfortable talking to my grandparents about it. Yeah, I just, feel, I, yeah, I just don't feel the need to like add that stress onto them for no reason at the end of their lives. Totally. And sort of in my head, it's like maybe after they go, maybe I'll talk to my parents. Yeah. Because I'm really, I am, I am curious what they do and don't believe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. I mean that's that's what's interesting. I, I have no idea what your what your parents are like. Um, I do think maybe there's like maybe my parents were less literalist than they led on. Like maybe they're also like, oh yeah, there's a lot of truth. Like the metaphor of everything is cool. Like that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You know, but because it's the literalism that makes me bristle a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. My parents are definitely like not literalists, and they're very liberal and progressive and everything. Yeah. Um. But especially my dad, I'm very curious if he, what his beliefs are, because mm. I've taken some books like from his shelf, like, uh, <laughs> well, actually the case for Christ. Now that I think about it, I didn't buy that book. I took it from my dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was one of his. And then the other one was, uh, Finding Darwin's God. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with that one? Mm-mm. Uh, it's by, f- uh, Francis something. Scott Key. That's the only Francis I know. That is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one I know is like Francis Carmont, who's like a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. So it could also be from him. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting thoughts on God, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it's God, I forget, I forget what he, what he, what his job is. He's some sort of he's a scientist, like some sort of high profile scientist, mm-hmm. uh, who is also religious. And the book is basically about like reconciling those things. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those guys tend to not be super literalist. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so it's it's that, and and then. Also, just an experience that my dad had recounted at the Christmas dinner table one year, mm. uh, which really makes me wonder what his beliefs are, which was that a couple years ago he had a, <clears throat> a heart valve replacement and uh, an aortic aneurysm uh, surgery to, to fix that. Mm-hmm. 
and the surgery went fine. Uh, but then when they were pulling out one of his chest tubes, the nurse like didn't like first snip the uh, like the stitches. Yeah, and it caused internal bleeding, and he had a like a minor stroke and uh, and a cardiac arrest. Yeah. And when he was recounting this story around the Christmas dinner table with, I don't know, probably 15 relatives or so. Uh And he was saying, the only way I can say what it was like is that I didn't look into the abyss. I was inside the abyss. And it was the darkest, coldest nothing I've ever experienced. Wow. And there were no angels and no relatives. There was no light. There was nothing. And then... We were just at the dinner table like, oh my god, what? And then yeah. he was like, and so that's why I want to hold on to every bit of life that I possibly can. Huh. Because my uncle, like his brother, had said something about the, something, you know, along the idea of just cavalierly saying like, yeah, you know, you want to live like a long life, but like, I don't want to get too old, you know? And then my dad was like, ho, ho, hold on, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Uh, yeah. So that... That even that like I don't put too much weight in as far as like I also wouldn't put that mu- I don't put that much weight in like uh, like a kid who saw heaven you know uh-huh. so I don't necessarily think that that has that much weight but th- as far as like how that affected his beliefs yeah and and because it when I heard <clears throat> that it's like it sounds like you don't believe in God yeah did you notice a change like in how he acted after that I mean I guess you're not seeing him that much. Like, you're not seeing day-to-day him. You're probably only seeing holiday him like I am with my parents. Right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, not not really. Not that I've noticed. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's just interesting because I think a lot of people, that might sound, like, bleak to a lot of people who, I don't know, there's, like, something about, I think, believing in an afterlife that, that runs the risk of, uh, yeah, running the clock out on your own life. Just be like, I'll just, run, I'll just be a decent, like, I'm not going to take any risks. I'm not going to, like... You know, live. I don't know. T- t- Absolutely, that's too passionately. Yeah, that's honestly. Just make it. One hundred percent. That's why I started comedy. Yeah, is man. that this? This all it all leads into each other. Of fucking a man. <clears throat> once I gave up all those religious beliefs, um, something I had never realized is that I was just living my life with the assumption of an afterlife. Mm-hmm. And when I really considered that there is no afterlife, and like if this really is all there is, mm-hmm. if I want to do something, it has to happen right now. Yeah, Same. fucking a man. I mean, that's what I that's what I kind of came to too. And, and you know, it's really maybe there is an afterlife. Just and I just have to say maybe because there's just no nobody's ever come back. Like nobody's ever told us one way or the other. Like we'll just never know mm-hmm. for sure. I tend to think it's lights out uh, over type mm-hmm. thing, but yeah. um, it does like. Once I don't know, maybe there was a period where that felt bleaker to me, and I too, like in the vacuum of that, started doing comedy around like shortly after college. Um, but like, it it is that it, it makes everything precious so much more here and now. It makes me live life more urgently, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't. I'm not. I, I don't want to run the clock out. Yeah, you know, I don't want to just coast along play. I mean, you're, are you a football fan? Uh, yeah, nah. I watch it a little basketball. Yeah, I mean that's like a, when you're running the clock out. You you know you're just like 
just playing it safe just playing it because and i mean i don't know people some people enjoy that and they don't want anything grandiose and i'm not saying comedy specifically has to be your thing at all because it's I'm saying that. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, so you feel you feel it all? Does that resonate at all with you? Or uh, Yeah, 100%. That's definitely why I started it, because it was after, after undergrad. It was really like towards the end of <coughs> senior year that I really started coming to these conclusions for myself anyway. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember when I stopped praying to do well on tests. Ooh. Yeah. And that was in between when I took the MCAT <laughs> and when I got my MCAT scores back. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember I stopped praying in that time. Uh-huh. And I got my MCAT scores back and I did, like, significantly better than I thought I did. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this doesn't fucking matter. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's I know, so funny to me. I, I know, I know <laughs> yeah. it is, but it's just like one of those things. Like, of course, like yeah, no, I just like I did well because like instead of going home for a month over Christmas break, like I stayed on campus as the only person there and just studied for a month. Like that's why I did well. It's not because I fucking prayed, right? But it's also not because you didn't pray either, right? Or I'm saying like it's not like the absence of prayer boosted you, other than maybe maybe right. you studied for an extra like couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, no, no, no. I was there was after I'd taken it, so I'd already done all the studying and all that, and I was still religious during that time. Oh, and like then, praying for the results to come. Right. Back. It was there's like a month lag time or whatever in between taking it and right. getting the results. Right. And that's where I it stopped, and it was like that's because I did the prep work. It's not because I was praying. Yeah. Or no, 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 maybe all those uh, prayers from those daily prayers from uh, high school just added up, and you just use some of that bankroll. Yeah. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe my test had gotten graded like in those first two weeks, <laughs> right? And then like I had already done well, and when I stopped praying, God was just like, "Oh fuck, oh, you got oh. me, you got me, <laughs> it's out of my hands now. Yeah. I'm helpless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, God, am helpless about this test score." I always did wonder about, even when I believed, I wondered about the mechanics of like, yeah, does it change like in the mail? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. When is like when is the the intervention right. coming in? Yeah, um, that's so funny. So yeah, that was then end of senior year, and then uh, I was taking a year off uh, while I was applying to med schools, and then I realized like if I don't do comedy now, if I don't try it now, mm-hmm. I'm for sure not gonna have time in med school. Yeah, and so then that's yeah. when I started stand up. And then 10 months later, I moved out to Los Angeles. Dude, I had such a parallel experience with the law school. I took the LSAT, worked at a law firm for a year, was living at home to save up money for that. Turned out I was going to save up money to move to LA. <laughs> I didn't even know it because I started doing stand-up while working for the law firm. Could have gone to a decent school, but I was just like, it was uninspiring. I also felt the vacuum of mm-hmm. uh, of my existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I gotta, I gotta give this a shot. I gotta, I gotta see what happens. Right. Yeah, that's almost exactly what happened because I was then, uh, I was like working at a hospital because one, like, I was trying to get into med school, so it's like right. I need to be doing something medically related in this time. Right. And the other was like I can also save up some money in this time, and then it ended up being money to move to Los Angeles. That's so funny, and and we probably moved around the same time to LA. I think I remember seeing you in my early days out here, May two thousand twelve. Okay, yeah, you're like a year after me. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so it's so funny how like, but yet I didn't know, I didn't know this about you till 
today mm-hmm. <laughs> till now. Yeah. It's so odd how like it's almost like if you have a big it's like if you take a, a population of 300 million in America, there's just a certain percentage who are going to like have like the same conclusions at the same time and all move to LA <laughs> or New York or Chicago or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, just having this discussion almost makes me think, you know, like the the idea of like a the best basketball player of all time probably never played basketball. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best comedian of all time probably just stayed Christian. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he did Christian comedy and that... Yeah. Or or uh, just never did comedy. You know, yeah, just right. Like never felt the vacuum of existence. Or he became a pastor. I know some funny pastors. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird like when you like... I don't know. I, I'm sure... I, I I know enough Lutherans to believe that there's some cool Lutheran like pastors that you've had before. That they're yeah, not, they're not all like we don't. And I don't think any pre, like I grew up Presbyterian. I don't think like I certainly I've never thought all Presbyterian ministers had nothing to say or nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. It's just stopped being like I just needed to expand my my horizons. You yeah, know? yeah. I think definitely I don't really you know hold a grudge against the religion that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you for a time? <clears throat> Not that I held a grudge against it, but I think there was a time when I was probably more of like the outspoken atheist type if somebody sure. was to bring up religion. Same, yeah. Yeah, and yep. then I've sort of cooled off on that. <laughs> cooled those sense. jets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, though, I think just by virtue of the essence of what Christianity is, I think there was still, you know, like some lingering, there's obviously like lingering effects. I think there's like, totally. know, like stuff like shame around sex, I think, as mm. I think st- as one. time goes on, you know, fades more and more. But I think that was like a very deep seated thing for a long time. Same man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, just generalized guilt about like, for me, it was a lot of guilt about having any kind of like, this is something I, I don't know. I've, I've thought of tossed and turned about a little bit like because I was raised my parents are very they're they're very sweet people (laughs) such big sweethearts and so they taught me my sister all growing up you know to treat everybody obviously as equal but like also not even just equal like really like it's like and it's a mix of like southern like uh manners type two is basically you're based defer constant deferring to other people Mm -hmm. like constant like look out for the needs of others and maybe prioritize them over your own needs to some extent. At least there wasn't an emphasis on prior, like making your own needs a priority, which maybe is unfair to them. I think they were probably just doing the best they could, but like, I think that's a, that's something that maybe religion and Protestantism specifically, I don't know. It made me like, I think it channeled into some lower self esteem for a while. Cause it's like, I wasn't looking out enough for myself yeah right know? but at the same time there's also a seed of a good idea in there a hundred percent because yeah. being a selfish prick doesn't help me at all <laughs> right yeah just makes me more and more isolated and bummed out and all mm-hmm. that shit and make and just an asshole of people yeah. in general yeah <clears throat> and then i also wondered like how much of this is uh because of the religion and then how much of it is just because it's like really hard to raise a kid and like yeah. Not fuck them up in some way. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's like a ready-made community of people who all, at least on average are going to be good, decent people. Mm-hmm. Probably they're at least we know they're at least trying. They're at least trying to be a good. They're like trying to raise their kids, trying to ra- live their own lives in some kind of like structure of good people, <laughs> just like a, what most religions aspire to be. Right. 
Yeah, it's just, shit's hard. Yeah. I mean, particularly, like, addressing <clears throat> sex with your kid. Like, one, not instilling, like, this overwhelming shame of sex, but then also, like, not inadvertently, like... Turning them into a sex fiend. Yeah, like just yeah, and this, just like how did like the 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 balance of just instilling like a healthy balanced view of sex. Like, how the fuck do you do that with a kid? Right. How do you yeah? You, how do you give like a kid the real pragmatic like practical like? Well, it's not that you should feel bad about having sex, but there are some consequences that might happen. Right. You know, I, I guess that I guess ideally good sex sex education is that. Right. But. I don't know, if you grow up in rural communities, it's usually sprinkled in with, like... And you also might not be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. was, uh... To my... I was going to say to my parents' credit, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> Is that, uh... I literally never had the talk with any either of my parents. I, I, I don't think I... I don't really remember one either. I remember, mm-hmm. like, a, maybe a passing glance at, like... Maybe, like, them asking... They, they gave you the talk in church, right? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, I do remember the closest my dad ever gave to giving me the talk. Uh-huh. Is that, uh, I think we were at, like, my grandparents' house for Christmas or something, and everybody else had gone to bed, and we were watching, I don't know, whatever the fuck, on TV. And then one of those girl, Girls Gone Wild commercials came on. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he just, like, <laughs> looks at it and looks at me, and he's just like, uh, you know, uh, the right time of the night, they, uh, they look appetizing, but... Uh, <laughs> You gotta be careful. Um, All right, and that was it. That was the end. And I was just like, oh, I fuck. love that. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you imagine I gained from this? We can't deny our desires. Right. <laughs> but then, but he throws in the. Uh, you gotta, you gotta be careful. All right. <laughs> I mean, is that is that even wrong though? That's like pretty. That's pretty sound. No, like, it's it's spot on. But it's like, what do you? Do you what did you think I gained from this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I God. I don't. The older I get, the I don't. I'm not gonna have kids for a while, but it's at least in I, it's in my radar, just in the sense of like I could imagine myself having kids mm-hmm. in like five to ten plus years. <laughs> oh, you know what I've noticed more and more is just in recent years that like uh, uh, like babies will stare at me more, or huh. like or like a little kid will say hi to me more. Mm. Uh, which, like, didn't happen when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, you know? Yeah. But I think I'm, like, old enough now that I look like some of their parents. <laughs> yeah. Or their parents' friends. Yeah, you know? we're, like, we're, like, men now. I know. <laughs> I know. Fuck. <laughs> like, legally, socially. I know. We've technically been men for, well, how old are you? 27. Okay, yeah. I'm 26, almost 27, so we've been men eight, almost nine years. Right. At least in the eyes of the law. But... Right. And uh, haven't certainly haven't felt like a man. I mean, there, I definitely think my... I don't think this even had to do with my parents or religion, per se, but I think there's a, there's a widespread, delayed sort of adolescence period going on with a lot of people our age. Definitely, yeah. Through I, video games yeah. or whatever, whatever the multiple <laughs> reasons. I don't really even consider my brother as, like, a man yet. He's, like, 30. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, and conversely, I've always thought of my, like, parents as being, like, 45. They were like 50. It's only until recently that I'm like, oh, right, they're kind of, they're starting to get up there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents in my head are always like locked in at the age of like 45. Because exactly. that's what they were when I was a kid. Exactly. But they're now, always 45. And then now it's like, I, I've, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel, they're both like 60 plus now, you know? And I, I definitely feel more of a, more, I don't know if you call it guilt, but I just feel more of an impulse to, to 
to be less shitty with like calling and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. How often do you call your parents? I've uh, I'm I'm okay at doing it once a week or so, and then we wow. text and shit in between. I don't. It's some people are on completely different schedules, and then sometimes I don't talk to them for like three weeks or whatever, other than an email or a text or something. But uh, yeah, try to try to check in. That's so frequent to me. That's like I'll see my parents for maybe one, <clears throat> maybe two weeks a year. It, it ends up oftentimes it's been in like the four years I've been here. Mm-hmm. Most years it's been like two weeks a year because like Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I will still go to church with my family right. just to keep up appearances. Right. Um, and then usually somebody's getting married in the summer. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, a couple times it's been uh, friends back in Fargo, and I'll go back, <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. I'll see them then. And then uh, last summer, like, it was my cousin who got married, and then this summer it's going to be my other cousin getting married, so I'll see them like then, too. Mm-hmm. Do you, when you go back to church, and even though uh, it's just for appearances, I mean, do you get anything out of it? Not really, no. Hot bits and material? <laughs> <laughs> hot Honestly, takes on your yeah. hot atheist takes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah become an angry atheist again uh-huh. for like a week. Um, at this point, religion... To me, like, I always try to think of, like, the least condescending way to say this. Because I don't mean it to be condescending, but I can't figure out a way to phrase it that doesn't sound condescending. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, when I'm that close to it again and see it again, it's almost like I'm reminded just, like, oh, yeah, people are still doing this, you know? It's almost like... Yeah. It's like seeing somebody drink a can of Surge or something. <laughs> where it's like, wh- whoa, that's that's still around? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I think especially living in an L.A. kind of artistic bubble where not a lot of our friends are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are people... There's churches in L.A., lots of churches in L.A. Yeah. That people go to. I mean, there's one even, like, 100 yards from here. <laughs> oh, but, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's like... Uh, like, on Sundays, you know, I'll, like, wake up at noon and, like, stumble out into the hallway and, like... I'll see, like, the nice family across the hall coming in in their suits. And I'm like, oh, did somebody, oh. like, get fucking married today? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're um, we're about about time to start wrapping things up. Are you... Did I tell you? Are you aware of the gimmick of this show? <sighs> yeah, I listened to two episodes. Cool. Did we actually follow the gimmick on those? Because sometimes yes. I abandon it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> both of them, yeah. Cool. Um, well, if you're game, would you like to make up your own religion? Sure. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. So this, you know, as silly as it doesn't have to be like, this doesn't have to be your official religion yeah. or whatever. can be, though. Um, what kind of, I don't know, what, what do you think of like of a God structure for religion or whatever you believe it? If there's, because there's some religions that have like Buddhism that have no God. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. I mean, do we want... Do we want a, a, a one god, many god, a, a Greek structure? A uh, are there like gods for like each role, each little dynamic? No god at all, Ooh, nothingness, the see. void. I'm gonna actually try to do this in like the least jokey way possible. Yes, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd say in my uh, hierarchy of preferences, of if I was gonna create a religion, one I would say no god. Mm-hmm. And then, in order of preference, then I would probably go, like, uh, 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 
polytheist, and then I would go monotheist. Okay. Because I just I don't like the idea of the the one one authority that you have to listen to, and there's no <clears throat> debating even amongst its own peers or anything. You know. Okay, sure. So let's so we can go. go no we can god. go no god. Yeah, okay. nothing. Um, whether that's a the nothing. Yeah, the the nothingness of that <laughs> death. <laughs> this is so dark. Um, okay, so what is uh what kind of if you were making up your own religion, what kind of overarching ethos or mission statement like type what's like the what would be the point of it for you like what would you like to communicate and people what would you like people to take away this might be a completely self-defeating religion <laughs> uh-huh uh a bit almost like uh have you ever read cat's cradle mm-hmm. okay well i won't okay. but, but, but uh but it's like the the fake religion in there like the the first thing is like all religion is a lie including this one interesting the thing so it's it. like so, i think uh, that's sort of like i think their satanism is sort of like modern day satanism is sort of on that path i, I need to do it is it is that. yeah yeah um yeah uh but i would say my sort of self-defeating religion which is almost sort of like a, a personal ethos or like if I was to say that I had a spiritual goal, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, it mm-hmm. would be my goal is to not believe anything, but to accept reality as it is and as the strongest evidence indicates that it is. Right on, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very... I mean, that's... Now we're starting down, like, the Buddhist-type path. Uh-huh. Because that's... There's... Even Buddha used to say, or famously would say, like, yeah, don't believe anything I say just because I said it. Like, just compare it with your reason. And then, mm-hmm. like, go just... Yeah, follow what's true. Yeah. <clears throat> that's... Uh, which I, under, I also understand that the, the, the complete goal of not believing anything is also sort of unattainable. Of, mm. You know, like... I believe yeah. that if I give the worker at McDonald's five forty-four, he's going to give me a double quarter pounder with cheese. You know? Yeah. Or you believe but, in like the value of some shared social norms or some shared cultural. Right, but just, but that that's you know sort of the goal of okay. of like don't don't believe anything just on on authority okay. as to the best of your ability. Cool. So are there any are there any rules in this besides is just the rule like don't believe no really don't believe <laughs> any like codes of conduct any uh can we uh can we have sex? Can we uh oh can yeah. we drink? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh no <laughs> dancing. Definitely no dancing. No dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no dancing at all. <laughs> Got it. Um Codes of conduct, I would say, uh, or like that, that uh, sort of, sort of like a general, a general thing about that is, is like, uh, oh fuck, I just lost it. Uh, I mean, I guess kind of the golden rule kind of stuff, but don't even be a like dick. when, yeah, don't be a dick. Uh, but even like. When people like to bring up like the Ten Commandments or something, but like you know, even but even the Ten Commandments are good. It's like, but if you read them, they're not that good. <laughs> like a lot of them aren't. You know, yeah. like a lot of them, a lot of them are about like don't believe in other gods or something like right. That. Like, yeah, no other gods before me type thing. Yeah, yeah, and it admits stuff like no slaves. Oh you know? yeah, it so misses it's like, some crucial ones. Yeah, 
So it's like, yeah, I don't know, half of them are fine. So let's, yeah. <laughs> so we'll take half, we'll take the five commandments. <laughs> um, is there any, um, would you have any, like, texts for this religion? Any, any kind of common, <clears throat> whether it, I mean, we can even expand this to be, like, any common piece of art or, like, musical thing or whatever. Is there anything that's, like, revered? Um, I don't know that there's something that's revered, but I think that there are suggested reading lists. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. What would be on one? Uh, the case think... for the case or the case for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This, this religion is like just to trick people into being Christian. Yeah. Um, don't believe anything on authority, but yeah. check this one out. I'd say there's probably some Bart Ehrman books on there. Right on. Yep. <clears throat> I would say that uh, the Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan is on there. Cool. Uh, I would say that uh, Flim Flam by James Randi is on there. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I would say that uh, it's not reading, but the An Honest Liar is like a suggested watching <laughs> on the list. Awesome. Cool. Just like some good healthy skepticism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that generally, as far as like codes of conduct rules, it's sort of like a, the same as the rules that they lay out like at the beginning of the UCB Improv Jam. Mm, yeah. Of like uh, no unwanted touching in bathing suit areas yeah. uh, and uh, <laughs> have fun. Yeah. But like, I, I would, okay, I would, I would say like my my general philosophy. Fuck! It was right there, and I lost it again. It was the same one that I just lost like two oh, seconds man. ago. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah, back around. I'm sure it will. Um, if to be, if you had to have a, uh, is there a worship service? Is there like a, a week, a regular? Not, we don't have to say weekly. We could say monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever. Is there a regular kind of gathering or meeting where there's some kind of like shared thing going on? Um, let's see. Not uh, again. Not in like a required way, <laughs> but. Uh, I think people will tend to sort of, you know, laugh at the idea of like a like an atheist's gathering, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, oh, what are you getting together for? But I think it's very natural for people, like-minded people, to just want to be around other like-minded people. You yeah, know? yeah. <clears throat> it's not like they're getting together to worship the nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there would. I think if anything, it'd be more like a like a comic con kind of thing more than like a religious gathering. An atheist comic con, yeah. <laughs> which actually kind of exists. Oh really? Yeah. What's it called? Do you it's know? called the Amazing Meeting, which is uh, by oh uh, James Randi's because he's called the Amazing Randi. That was like what he performed under as a magician. I'm I'm writing that down to look at later. Yeah, uh, but it happens later. every year in Vegas, and I want to go. Uh, but it's it's you know like they'll get speakers like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was like a keynote speaker and like Bill Nye you know they'll oh, get cool. like those yeah. big name people yeah. to, to do it and uh, you know it's generally just talking about you know like uh, science and skepticism type stuff so I think it'd be more in that vein of like a, a comic con of like of critical thought cool yeah 
Well, that uh, that sounds cool. So yeah, just you have booths set up with like all sorts of different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah booths selling like upside down crosses, but yeah. then like people will like flip them right side up and be like, "No, you can't do that." Yeah, uh, yeah, that laminated <laughs> sheets of the scientific method on it. Yeah. No. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we kind of have an idea then of what our next. Ooh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, it's ooh, it's right there. It's right there. Uh, God damn it. Why? Why is it like just tempting me? I don't know why. It's like not even that deep of a, of a thought. Oh, it's uh, if like the the idea of like if nothing matters kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of people think of it link think of it in the way of like, <clears throat> if nothing matters, why would I be good? You know. Right. Right. Where's uh, Where's your morality come from? Right. Which, to me, the way I think of it, is that. Uh, and the way I'm saying it is like, I'm unique this way. <laughs> uh, it's like, if nothing ultimately matters, if there's no end reward, mm-hmm. the only thing that can ever even possibly have a hint of mattering is what's happening right now. Yeah. So just be the best person that you can now mm. and like add to the overall good of the world as much as you can now. Yeah. Because it's the only thing you can do. There's no copping out and saying, well, this person will ha- be in heaven, so right. it doesn't matter what I do now. Right. There's no uh, going to confession and being forgiven of your sins. Yeah. Like, whew, Yeah. That was there's nice. no just washing <laughs> your hands of it, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. So it's, it's just putting that idea in as like the code of conduct of like, there we go. This, if, yeah. if, if, if this is all we have, it is 100% on us to make this the best we can. Right on. So contribute yeah. to that as much as you can. Cool. Um, I don't know why that escaped me three times. Before. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got it in. It's yeah. a nice unifying... Uh, it felt like felt like we were missing something. Yeah. Now it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah it sort of gives the overall ethos of this. Yeah. Self-defeating non-religion right. religion. <laughs> yeah. So we have, and we kind of already, the next aspect would be community. What does it look like? But we kind of already have that idea. Skeptics. Mm. Yeah. Everybody from an angry atheist to like a pretty chill atheist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that huge swap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what do we, uh, any, at this Comic-Con, do we have any kind of like, youth group happening or any kind of like separate youth area is there like a uh, like a sunday school version during this uh, atheist comic-con oh that's interesting i hadn't considered that like you know how, yeah you know, like usually kids will just like go off to like a play place or something but you're like but this time we're gonna teach you a little bit <laughs> of something about skepticism <laughs> uh i think there would be i think there would have to be i think uh yeah, because honestly, they would be bored by a lot of the, the lectures. I mean, it's right. like, is an eight-year-old sitting through a Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> lecture? Probably not. No, certainly not, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what Bill Nye is great for, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although his lectures these days become more and more adult. Right. But, you know, back in the day, he was basically, he was ba- almost a youth pastor for critical thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What an amazing way to describe 90s Bill Nye. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it felt. He was because he didn't really have a direct message. He was just hinting at it. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Um, yeah, I think it would be... Uh, man, but like, how do you not become like the... like, Sort of like... The thing you hate, right? 
that, but like, how do you not do it? Like, that's so lame. Like, how do you not be? Oh yeah, the Veggie Tales or the Christian Rock of this? You know? I don't know, man. We all love Bill Nye. We didn't think it was lame. That's Science true. rules. Yeah. <laughs> as as we heard every theme every theme song. <laughs> Science rules. Yeah, yeah I think you you show like a. Probably, like, cool demonstrations, you know, the way he would. Yeah, and there, I think even kids could sort of pick up on the self-awareness of a little bit of, like... Like, even, like, in that theme song, it's, like, so over the top. Like, Bill, 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 Bill not... Like, it's... And then, like, science rules. Like, that's so... There's a level of self-deprecation like to that. Uh-huh. That thing maybe we picked up on as kids. It's not, like, trying to be, like, hey, kids, like this. It's, like... Yeah, this yeah. is a fun. This is I'll, fun shit. That for kids the longest like. time, when I was a kid, that show I thought his name was Bill I, <laughs> because at the end when they're when they're saying when they're like yeah. doing the theme song, uh-huh. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this, but like the whole I think it's like the left side of the screen, you know, where they would like show the panel, like the 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 whole background uh-huh. was like a bunch of little like eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Bill I the science. So guy. I thought it was Bill I the science guy. Gotcha. Well, he can be the youth pastor for this. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I think it it is a uh, a Bill Nye style uh, presentation going on. Tight for the kids. Tight. And uh, finally, do we have do we have any aspect of this that's going to be evangelical or any kind of outreach? You said you did... Uh, I consider also mission work to be in a similar vein. And you said you did mission work earlier, and I did some too. Mm-hmm. Would you do... Are mission trips in, in play? Like skeptical mission <laughs> trips? Um, I think there are certainly public debates in the way that Bill and I <laughs> did that high-profile one with the guy from the Creation yeah. Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> it's public debate. Yeah. I think there's definitely that, like, uh, well, first off, I think, like, a lot of the high-profile atheists I've kind of split feelings on, you know, guys Mm -hmm. like Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, I think there's very good things, and and then things that it's like, oh, I don't know where you're going with this, you know? Right, right. But, uh, I I do think that those public debates are important, like, I, I don't know if you've, have you watched many? I used to. It's been a while. Yeah, like yeah. in my in my uh, atheist infancy, I I used to watch like a lot of them. And you're like, see, see, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my bedroom to nobody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was uh, one that I remember that was a. Uh, Does the church is the church church generally a force for good? Mm-hmm. <sighs> and there was like a. I don't remember who the the people from the church was. There was like a bishop and a, I don't remember who else. Mm-hmm. And then the two people arguing against were Christopher Hitchens and Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember they they pulled the audience before and after, and there was like a huge swing like against the church by the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and like that was so illustrative to me of like uh, I think these these debates really do have a significant effect. Mm on at least the kind of people that would seek it out. Yeah. I yeah. think like if you showed it to, you know, somebody like a, a born again Christian, they're not gonna be swayed. But like I think yeah. the people that are, are the type of people that are seeking this out and like are sort of, you know, on the fence, mm-hmm. I think it is an important thing for. Cool. So, um that's it. Yeah. Great. That's it. Do we have a title of it? Titles are always the hardest part. <clears throat> Um. Oh man. 
the uh, the the Church of Reality. There we go. Yeah. Has anybody taken that yet? No, they haven't. Okay. There's uh, Scientology is also available. <laughs> I know that's a very tricky title. <laughs> very they tricky. You, they get you where it's like it sounds like science. Yeah, they people will start showing up to Scientology and be like, oh, where's the Church of Reality? I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, man. Church of Reality works. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I mean, that's what you're worshiping after all in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, this was fun. This was great. This was uh, great. Yeah. Well, that's the show, y'all. Once again, thanks to Luke Jensen for coming out. Check out What Did You Learn on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, check out Hush Money Sketch on YouTube and Funny or Die. And check out yourselves because you're pretty fucking awesome. And uh, love you guys. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you dig. And uh, love you. Bye. What's a creative podcast network?